Welcome to a Life of Freedom podcast, your source of inspiration and information on how and why you should choose to pursue your own happiness, pursue your passion, and design a life that fulfills you and makes it your own. And now here's your host, Ayesh LKZ. This is episode 8 of season 1. Today I'm talking with Monia, a formerly an assistant course director and now a world traveler. Let's get to the show. Tell us about uh, who you are and what you do and what you used to do. Yeah, sure. So first of all, thank you for having me. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to talk about my uh, travel experiences. And uh, I've been working for the past four years on different cruise ships as an assistant cruise director. My name is Monia. And uh, I'm originally Italian. Now I live in Chicago since two years. And um, yeah, definitely a lot of people are fascinating about the, the life on board the ship. And they always inquire about how is actually living on board the ship? Well, it's not easy. That's something I can say. Uh, usually your contract goes from uh, four to five months and uh, the amounts usually you reach per, per day is like 12, 13 hours. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, um, I mean, it depends on which department you work for. I used to work in uh, entertainment as well. And um, so, yeah, mostly like, all about customer service and uh, uh, dealing with more than um, two, three thousand people per day, not counting the crew that usually reach around two thousand people. Depends on the on the size of the ship. What did you say that your role was in So I was the assistant cruise director. I was assisting okay, yeah. the cruise director on managing all the entertainment department on board the ship. Uh, so such as. Uh, dancers, musicians, all the entertainment, basically, all the fun stuff on board the ship. Yeah, that's great. So do do you have to work all seven days or do you have, uh, like, take time off? Yeah, usually you do work, uh, you do work, uh, the seven days for uh, four months, uh, you don't have a break because for um, you know once you start working on board the ship, then uh, you just finish your contract. And uh, per maritime low, then you get usually two three months off. Depends also on your position. That would qualify as um, pay uh, like time off basically. Yeah, so it means that you work for like three, four months uh, at a time and then take a break for like two, three months. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, how did you get started with the... So everything started when I was 11 years old. My family used to take their vacation, their family vacation once in a year on board the cruise ship. And my very first uh, ship was when I was 11 years old. I was a little kid, so fascinating. Everything around looked big and uh, shining and beautiful. And so... Uh, then I studied uh, tourism management in high school. I speak five languages. And so for this reason, then growing up, I thought that it would be nice to uh, to join that world. And so I did. Yeah. So you you wanted to be on cruise ships like when, since when you were a kid and you went for 
Yeah, well, I uh, I had the chance to uh, to know and to live as a passenger, as a guest on board the ship initially, and then eventually turn you know my work into um, into a travel experience and being every day on a different port and just meeting different people every time. Usually, the length of the cruise may vary it can be from seven days to 14 days and so you really like get to know the people that you spend time with on board the ship and besides guests you also create a new family with the crew the crew members as well and so it becomes like a very nice opportunity to get to know a lot of people nowadays i'm in contact with a lot of people all around the world i've been traveling and visiting them as well and it's a very nice experience and a very nice way to uh, make friendships that last forever do you still work on cruise ships right now So actually because of covid I'm not currently working on the ship uh, yeah. so I uh, I moved to Chicago that's where I live right now and um, I'm working in um, in sales so uh, right now I had to stop to be on at sea and just like you know just leave on land for the moment yeah so how did your typical day look like when you Well, usually my day started around 7 a.m. Um, there are different there are different um, activities to do um, as entertainer. Um, mostly, it's the welcome and um, also like um, helping eventually the other department to arrange uh, the embarkation and debarkation of the guests on board the ship, which usually happens very early in the morning. as well uh going on tour with guests was one of my um as well requirement and uh, and then organizing the the daily activities basically so uh, it could be translate the daily journal on board the ship um going on tours or like uh, just like preparing all the activities for the evening for example so during lunchtime then i would have my break of 2 3 hours and then off for the afternoon with sport activities or like uh, bingo or trivia and then during the evening time during show time then people would be all around and definitely mingling and socializing is it was one of my uh, requirement as well yeah that's how, how does like the first uh, like 90 minutes of your day like so Are there any morning routines you do? Yeah, well, um, each day is actually a very different day. It depends okay. if it's embarkation day or not, if it's a day at sea or not. Because, for example, day at sea during like crossing the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific, um, of course, you have all the guests on board. And so the, uh, the day will definitely be different compared to a day... uh at, at on land where you know your guests are going on tours and then they're coming back in, in the late afternoon and you know um the day at sea will definitely uh say that are very hard days and you know you you need to keep them busy and happy and having a lot of activities scheduled during the day so it's a very different tough day i would say how does uh, like working on a cruise ship feels to 
Well, working on a cruise ship is definitely an experience that I would recommend to all the people that always wanted to travel and never had the chance. Definitely, there are certain skills requirements, such as speaking more than one language, at least two or three. And then you need to be in good health conditions because there is like a uh, medical screening that you always have to do before to join the ship. And also... It's important as well that you will have what they call the survival technique requirements. So I had to attend a training for a couple of weeks in Italy uh, where I had to uh, get some certificate like first aids or like um, firefighting uh, or like abandoned ship requirement, like, you know, where you have basically jump, you need to jump from like three meters, six meters, and that will simulate the abandoned ship in case of an emergency on board the ship. And as well, there are drills on board the ship where the crew members are trained in case of an emergency, um, in case of fire, if someone, you know, doesn't feel well, if something happens, the, the, the crew anyway is well trained on helping um, people in in an eventual case of you know emergency. So it's pretty exhausting under that point of view, especially after five months. And it doesn't matter if you are working for 20 years, 10 years, one month or six months on board the ship, all the crew uh, has to uh, do those training once you join the ship. So for a week or two while joining right at the beginning of your contract, then you need to go through all the training on board as well. That's great. So how does traveling make you feel? Well, traveling makes me feel free. It makes me feel happy. I'm a curious person. I always wanted to learn more about other cultures. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's part of my DNA. My uh, my mom is Tunisian. My father is Italian. I grew up with two different religions in my house. And uh, I've been always very open to the world out there. And I always wanted to know more. Studying at school was not enough for me. I just wanted to learn by living and visiting the places I've been. Currently, I've been visiting 92 countries. My idea was to visiting all of them, which are around 205. And um, I'm still on the count. (laughs) Many more on the list. Yeah. So would you say, like, given the choice, if you could do any job in the world, would you still do the cruise ship? Well, you see, the cruise ship world, it's a beautiful job it's a beautiful experience that i would strongly recommend to any uh to any young people that they want to learn about the world discipline because there is a lot of discipline that definitely this work bring with yeah. um, respect for uh, your uh, co-workers respect for the guests and uh, it's not all about just put a fake plastic smile on your face and running all around the ship um, I've been learning very important lessons on board the ship by working there, you know, and it's very important to learn besides having fun also to respect the people that you are living around with. Because remember, like for five months, you live 24 hours with at least 5,000 people every day. So it's not an easy, like you're not home that you just shut down your door and you are by yourself, you know, you're not in your comfort zone. 
So it's a very hard job, but I will definitely suggest it and recommend to all the people that want to explore the world. But I don't see um, working on cruise ship as a long-term uh, work career because, uh, yeah. you know, for different reasons, it's, uh, there, are, there is also another side besides the traveling and, you know, basically you can save a lot of money by working on the ship because, you know, food and uh, the accommodation are free. So you, you can save a lot of money as well. But it's, um, it's a big sacrifice because you're far away from your family for a long time. You're far away from your friends. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's so exhausting because you're traveling 24 hours. It depends where you embark. You're working, you know, all around the world. Your embarkation can be everywhere from Australia to uh, Singapore to uh, Norway. You know, so it's, uh, it's very extensive, very, very, very very exhausting yeah that's that's good thing. so what are the habits that you have that you feel that helped you in your career and in your life mm, in a positive way or in a negative way um yeah Maybe uh, yeah, focus on the positive. And yeah, if you have the negative one. Negative, well, um, definitely staying away from your family and friends. It's a huge sacrifice. Yeah. Um, but it can be rewarding if you uh, are determined, you know, and you got that passion that is pushing you every single day. Because as I said before, you work for a... Uh, five months. It depends also on your nationality. Different people get different contracts. They can be on board the ship for over eight, nine months. So it's a very long time to stay away from your family. And as well, not having like a break, you know, you don't have, you don't get weekends off. You don't get like uh, Martin Luther King day off, you know, it's yeah. just like you work the whole time. So this is like, sometimes it's very, you know, exhausting on your own skin on your own health because you need to be on track most of the time and smiling and make people happy. That's, you know. It's not easy. Yeah, that's true. So let's say, uh, what are like the other topics do you explore on other than like topic and being on cruise? Other topics related to the cruise ship or? No, it's like, uh, you know, what kind of like hobbies or like, you know, other interests that you have? Well, uh, with uh, COVID happening in March, I um, I definitely took a little bit of distance from the world and I try to pay more attention. I have to say that lately, I just wanted to go back to my old life and being careful, of course, but I uh, was recently visiting different um city in uh, US. I, uh, I was visiting Los Angeles and Miami and for Christmas. And, uh, you know, I'm like, I just wanted to live my life. Also, because another another important topic by by working on board the ship is I am so getting used to um, GIA cases or virus cases, you know, we are, we as crew members, we are so getting used to work with so many people that sometimes having so many people bring so many 
problems. Yeah. And so every cruise, mostly we always had like GI cases. And so, you know, you have to put people in quarantine and, you know, or we had like a virus problems as well. So in the moment this happened on a global scale, it was scaring me, of course, but it was like, I felt like I was trained for that as well. And so in a sort of way, I was taking my precautions, but I didn't want to give up on my life. So I was still going for walks, bike rides, and uh, planning as as much as I could, my short vacations and, you know, visiting some uh, friends and eventually like, you know, isolating myself and, you know, staying together, but wearing masks and, you know, being conscious and, you know, paying extra attention in that case. But definitely, you know, I don't want, I don't want the virus to uh, completely like um, tearing me down and just like lock myself in the house and not living anymore, you know? So I was trying to have my travel life without traveling that much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, let's say, uh, how how is your life affected by the COVID? Can you like, be a little bit detailed? Well, my life has been affected in terms that I wasn't able to rejoin the ship because the the cruise ship the cruise ship uh, industry has been collapsed. Unfortunately, most yeah. of those company they had to sell uh, some of their ships because uh, you know the the cruise industry like worth trillion dollars trillion dollars you know it's just like it's unbelievable how powerful it is and now to see those ships like in uh, miami just like anchored at sea and not having you know way to go it makes me so sad i do have different friends right now they're stuck on ships and this still couldn't go home since March or um, some other of my friends, which they are like officer positions because, you know, right now, not all the crew is allowed on board. So certain positions are, but like they're very like specific positions like uh, captains or like engine department, you know, so most of them, they are working currently. Their salary has been reduced as well. And their contract is shorter. And definitely has been a challenging because there is no purpose. I mean, the, the soul of the ship are the guests. Without the guests, there is nowhere to go. Yeah. And so it makes me very sad because it's, it's tearing down an entire industry. The tourism and the hospitality industry right now is just suffering because of the virus. And it makes me terribly sad. Yeah. So, like, what kind of work does the captain and the other crew do so you're not safe? So, right now, they're still uh, keeping, they're basically keeping the ship alive. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because the engine, you know, everything still has to move and work. It's like a car. When you leave the car and you don't use it after a long time, you have some problems, right? Um, So same is with the ship. And also on the ship, there are uh, some uh, other functions as well, the oil and everything. And, you know, so they need someone that is keeping the ship alive by the time being. When would you say that uh, this might get back to normal, like maybe in like two, three years ago? Well, now that the vaccine is out there, I um, I really hope by uh, the end of summer, 
to uh, some of some of the companies to uh, restore their um, you know the destination and to reschedule and start all over again so yeah. i would say by the end of the year hopefully we will go back to live our normal life okay. so you talk about travel so so could you like share some memorable stories from your travels and also like what you some stories um one funny story definitely was in japan in um in tokyo um so i was trying uh my friend and i we were trying to reach a place which was on top of a mountain it was close to the fuji mountain and uh Basically, it was like midnight and our bus uh, stopped at one point and he, uh, they dropped us in the middle of nowhere. So far away, I could see those lights and I was like, well, we just need to try and see if there are some people here. And so I enter in this little bar and I could see all those little sweet red faces and Japanese people drinking sake and they were a little bit happy and they were cheerish. And I was like, can someone speak English here? And um, so this little guy was like, yeah, I can, uh, I can help. What do you need? And I'm like, well, we need to reach our hotel. But unfortunately, the bus just stopped us here. And so this guy was so drunk and I was, I was so scared, <laughs> but he took my luggage and he just, you know, he was like, I'm going to take you, I'm going to take you to the hotel. No problem. And I remember the street, it was dark and it was full of beds. And in his um, little car, he was just driving us like a, a um, Formula One pilot. And definitely we made it safely to the hotel, but definitely it was such an experience that night. It was like around midnight 30, something like that. So it was pretty fun. Yeah. So out of the places you traveled, what is the place that you say that is underrated? Well, I would say um, Tunisia. It's okay. underrated. Um, so as my mom is Tunisian, I got to see the evolution of the Maghreb country uh, in Africa. And definitely like Tunisia, it's, uh, it's a city, it's a country that it is keeping on evolving and it's a beautiful country and because of the muslim attachment and also what happened years and years ago at the bardo museum uh, you know many people just didn't want to travel to tunisia as well but also in istanbul i remember in turkey um so i um I definitely think that the culture is wonderful. Uh, most, of, most of the Muslims that, that live in those countries, they don't want to be related to the Islam countries, which for them, they're more extreme in terms of, you know. Uh, but um, it's definitely an open culture, very, very modern, and uh, they, their sense of hospitality is unbelievable. So I will definitely like suggest people to go and discover Tunisia. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of activities you look forward to do when you're going? 
Oh, I, uh, I'm looking forward to go and explore museums, traveling more. I want to go to Argentina. I want to explore more about South America, actually. I, uh, I went February last year in Brazil for the carnival. That was a great experience. I really loved it. Um, so I want to explore more the South America. Um, Argentina was on my list, but also Machu Picchu. So I definitely I'm looking forward to go back and travel again. But like, I wouldn't mind to just have a walk and see all the people around me again, smiling and everybody being happy and enjoying life again. Yeah, that's good. So, um, so out of the places you travel, what do you say is kind of your favorite? My favorite, uh, I am deeply in love with Japan. I love their culture. I um, I love the harmony and the way they live together. And uh, it's just something beautiful. And recently, I've been surprised about Brazil as well. It's a beautiful culture. It's beautiful, colorful, and their food is good. And uh, they are always happy. I love the fact that they always dance and they're always trying to smile at life. So it's a very good vibe, very positive energy to be around the Brazilian people. Yeah. So what is the place that you would recommend that everyone should go and visit? Italy. <laughs> it's my country. <laughs> Come and visit Italy, of course. <laughs> yeah, yes, In Italy, so where would you suggest people would start? Well, Italy, um, I think it's uh, it's beautiful from the top to the bottom of the yeah. boots. We got we got a boots. Um, so, well, uh, I've been living for seven years in Milan. I'm Sicilian, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely in love with Milan, fashion city, vibrant city, uh, a lot of museums. We uh, really enjoy uh, life. And um, the Colosseum in Rome and the Vatican City, definitely uh, it's uh, one of the stops, suggested stops, or Tuscany and all the winery and having some good wine, some good red wine. Um, Naples is another beautiful city. I, I'm totally in love with Naples. I do have a lot of friends and I used to spend a lot of my holidays in Naples. The view is breathtaking and uh, the Vulcan in front of the Vesuvio it's just like amazing and then yeah of course Sicily Sicily is a very particular island it, it needs like a journey only a journey aside for that because it's yeah. a big island and uh, beside the western and eastern part you can find different um, dialects different food it's the same island but it doesn't look the same because people are very different from one side to another so it's definitely uh, worth a visit <laughs> Yeah. What are the places that uh, you would say, like, uh, like kind of hidden gems that most people don't go to, but you would suggest that they go see? 
that people don't go. Um, for example, well, Istanbul, Turkey, it's another country that has been um, punished because of his political corruption and uh, social, I would say, uh, situation in the past years. Um, Turkey, Turkey, it's a very affordable um lovely country they have a beautiful culture they are strictly in love with their food and uh definitely they are open as a mentality they are very open open to the tourists as well um yes you need maybe to uh respect a little bit their uh their culture and you know their religion especially especially for women uh but um beside that i mean there are so many places re- enriched in history like Ephesus or uh, Kusadasi that they're just like worth a visit so uh, what do you say are the best things about travel what's the best thing about travel yeah it opens your mind it opens your mind you learn more by uh living with the people you are in contact with and it's just like it's a different it's a different approach than learn by a book by reading a book and then just be there uh talk with the people taste their food or like you know um breathe um breathe the energy and the positivity that people can bring and eat their food it's just like it's just something like um it's it's just like unbelievable you know it's very different you can watch a documentary and you know thinking about you know everything about that place but then in the end is not it's not the same So only by going there and create your own memory then you can make that place yours. That's what I believe. And that is also my uh travel theory. I never go to a place that I've been before because I built memories in that place and I definitely don't want to go and destroy those memories, but I keep I keep the memory with me. Okay. So are there any places you went to us? Um there are places that I have to go back again for different yeah. reason either is my embarkation or um I have friends or something like that but usually I don't go back on the same place. I mean yeah. if I have the opportunity to travel I will definitely uh, prefer to discover a new place instead of going to somewhere that I already been. Okay. I see it as a waste of time. Okay. So what are the challenges about traveling? Challenges about traveling is probably time, money, um with who you are traveling. I've been traveling uh, a lot by myself as well. I used to travel by myself. I went to uh Sydney, I went to Australia, New Zealand, I've been living in China, in Beijing and um I've been traveling in New York by myself as well. Um it's it's beautiful. It's a very different experience traveling uh with friends or couples or by yourself is definitely a different experience. Traveling by yourself is actually challenging more yourself to push yourself and see and reach your limits. And it's a beautiful experience because it will allow you to make friends along the way and it will um you know, it will bring out your true colors while 
traveling. And um, in the meanwhile, travel with some other people, it's all about what the others want versus what you want. So you are more independent while traveling alone than, you know, when you are with friends. So how did you first feel when you like, uh, do this solo travel? Like, uh, how, how did you feel it like doing it for the first time? I started to travel by myself because I had the problem that I couldn't find people willing to travel with me or maybe not being interested on where I was going or not having the, you know, not having the time or the financial to allow them to, uh, you know, travel with me. Because remember, when I was taking my break from the ship, I had two months for uh, two months free. And so I was like traveling for months basically after that. And so not many people has months free <laughs> and just travel with me, you know? So um, that's how I started my old solo traveler history. Yeah. So, um, so let's get, go back to cruise ship. So how did you like uh, feel big when you were first started working on cruise ship? Oh, my, my very first contract on the ship, it didn't go well. <laughs> I, um, I went back home after two months. Um, I felt, uh, I felt lonely, not understand. And, um, I, um, yeah, I didn't go very well. Then, uh, I decided to stay on land for a while. And, uh, and then I was like, I had to prove to myself that I'm able to finish a contract on board the ship. And so for that reason, I accepted a, um, another contract. And so I went back. Yeah. And this yeah. time I finished my contract and definitely I fell in love with the industry and I just was keeping on doing it. Yeah. So uh, would you say that the first experience that, you know, that you could complete the uh, contract, so you say that experience has helped you in, in your future, like in your other Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I definitely think that the ship has been helping me uh, on being more rational, knowing how to talk to people, recognize the people I have in front of me, and um, being a pleaser without pleasing too much, and uh, also um, learning how to live because. You know, um, sometimes on the ship, you have to share as well your room with other people. So it's not very easy all day long. You know, you are with people and then in the evening, you're sharing your room with another person. And so it's always about being on, you know, and never off. And uh, because of that, you know, it's important to uh, cut a little bit your um, what are your um, your needs, and so yeah. sometimes it's not possible or privacy or like you know uh, sometimes it can be like an issue like having some privacy because you're surrounded by people most of the time, and also the rhythm on board the ship is just like very fast. You don't have time to think. That's what I was always saying. Like when you are on the ship and you work, you don't have the time to think. Like I've been noticing since I'm on land, I'm thinking about so many things that I was not even thinking about 
there. But because I have the time to think and I'm giving the time to myself to think about things that actually don't matter sometimes. But because, you know, of this lifestyle that I'm conducting is totally different, you know, and so... On board the ship, it was uh, it was all about providing a good service, being happy, and make other people happy. Definitely, you don't have the time to think about silly things or like uh, go online and check your Facebook or your Instagram. Most of the time, you don't have internet on board the ship, and that was the part I was loathing about it because people were getting together, people were in such a way forced to talk to each other and getting to know each other, which was beautiful. I mean, now days if you look around people don't look at you in the eyes anymore they're just looking at their phone unless i don't meet you online i will probably never meet you and you are there in front of me i could see you but you know there is not interest on um, interaction anymore you know and people are just like yeah they're like so introvert and they're not opening to the world anymore. And that's what is happening actually on the ship. There is a, a guest or it's another crew member. You're actually very open to them. You share your life. You share your moments. You know, you share what happened on a daily basis with your other colleagues on board the ship. And that's what is beautiful. Yeah, that's true. What would you say is your greatest strength and your weakness and how did it affect your life? Thank you for listening to the first half of our conversation. The second half will be published next week. Please leave a review and subscribe from wherever you listen to our podcast. See you next time.